Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. It is currently 5.16 a.m. East Coast time. It is Friday, November 29th. First and foremost, I hope you all had a happy, healthy, safe, um, delicious Thanksgiving. Hopefully you enjoyed some football. Maybe you want some money during the day. Pretty much broke even on the NFL last night I or yesterday all day. The showdown slate at the end of the day was nice. Had some, not full feeds, but lots of lineups without Michael Thomas, lots of lineups with the players who ends up getting there, like a Russell Gage, uh, Matt Ryan did well, ended up being the, the showdown winning captain. Um, so a nice day overall, fantastic holiday. We'll be traveling back today, but figured get out this 12-game slate uh, NBA, back in the NBA streets, of course, every single day from now on. There's a weird schedule with the Thanksgiving stuff, having to travel again today, 12 hours, twice in three days. Uh, it's going to be a little bit difficult, but we'll get this video out as well as some other things over on Patreon. So welcome to the channel if you are new here. My name is Salvatry, and I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA and the MLB streets. I love everything that I do. And thank you all. Uh, I did not put any videos out specifically on Thanksgiving. Tons of videos for the Thanksgiving football games, but thankful for all of your support. Thank you so much. Thankful to the patrons who support the exclusive content as well. You can find that exclusive content for the NBA. That's player projections every single day. Uh, player pools, my interests, as well as the NFL. Loads of different stuff. There'll be a podcast going out today for the NFL, live stream tomorrow, podcast Sunday morning. Not only that, but also my data sheets, my projections, game-by-game -game notes, tons of stuff. You might have saw them over on Instagram. They were free for Thanksgiving. If not, you can follow me over there on Instagram, Sal Vetri. Uh, it's linked up in the description below. I'll post stories. I'll post, obviously, pictures and Instagram content. Sometimes it will relate to some free things that are over on my Patreon, but only people on Instagram will know that they're free that day or how you can get to them. So you can check that out over. Follow me on Instagram as well as on Twitter, at Sal Vetri DFS. And that is all linked up in the description below. There's some other things down there too. You can roam around some free strategy guides, how to play in my strategies and tips for NBA DFS, as well as a PDF free, both of these for NFL. So you can check both of those out. Exclusive content, like I said, linked up down below over on Patreon and the social medias. And lastly, this video is sponsored by Fantasy Draft, supporting me through the month of November, which is about to finish up. Fantasy Draft is revolutionizing the way that you play daily fantasy sports, DFS. There's just no maintenance fees, no management fees. I've been tracking my bankroll over on Fantasy Draft. I mean, since I started playing, but very closely for the NBA specifically over the past week, week and a half. A little bit skewed because of all the Thanksgiving stuff, the travel, not as much time, have not been playing as much volume. At least over on Wednesday, I did not. Traveling 12 hours, and today I should be able to. Um, but... Yeah, they're just revolutionizing the way that you play it. Like they say, no management fees, no maintenance fees. Instead of losing some nights, you will win. Well, you're going to win more no matter what. If you lose $100 in a night, uh, you're probably going to win more because you're losing 100 instead of 112 like you would have lost. Um, if you win $115, you probably would have only won like $100 over on DraftKings or FanDuel. It's just the way that rake works. Less people get paid out over the long term. Might not be an immediate thing. Like when you deposit, you don't see the $15 taken out of your account on DraftKings and, and FanDuel. But... That is exactly what is happening unless you're banking tournaments in head-to-heads consistently, which you're not. You can beat out the rake, but you're never going to beat out the fact that you are losing 10 to 15% because they are automatically taking it out of your cash games, automatically taking it out of your tournament. So if there's a site that's not allowing rake to be taken out and you only have to pay like a few dollars a month and it's only 1% to 2% of what you would be paying, it might be worth checking out. So click the link down below to check out Fantasy Draft. There is a 12-game slate. We're about to get into it. Injuries, target offense sheet, early interest. Thank you for being here for this youtube video and also this podcast and audio version hit the five star rating review on the podcast hit the subscribe button on the youtube video let's roll into it gang appreciate all of you 519 let's do it 
starting in Utah. We'll get through these injuries. Ed Davis, Utah, he's questionable. Finally, potentially, Ed Davis will be back with this leg injury. They've been needing a backup center. Tony Bradley stepped in and did well for a couple of games there when Rudy Gobert was down, but Ed Davis, probably the best backup center, would be a starting center on a few teams in this league. Ed Davis, questionable today not in play himself but just interesting to see that he's back honestly three thousand dollars though for him if we still were seeing some rudy gobert questionable injuries um and question marks around him you would get 20 24 minutes out of ed davis and at three thousand that'd be a smash play so keep an eye for some reason gobert injury status changes throughout the day Serge Ibaka for toronto he remains doubtful with an ankle injury he's the only injury in toronto philadelphia has a lot of injuries a lot of them not in oh, half of them not impactful starting with al horford price all the way up to 6700 now on DraftKings. Matchup against New York. He is out today for rest. Josh Richardson is doubtful with his hamstring injury. Uh, he was 6,100 on DraftKings, 11,900 over on Fantasy Draft, playing about 32 minutes per game. So avoid to fill there for a guy like Forkan uh, Korkmox. Um, you have Kyle O'Quinn, who is going to be out today with a calf injury. Now back up third string center. The guy's playing like barely any minutes per game if he even does play at this point. And Shake Milton. He's going to be questionable with an illness. Again, not a guy who plays really any minutes for uh, Philadelphia. Uh, rotational guard minutes at best. So really, just Josh Richardson and Al Horford there. For Orlando, Aaron Gordon remains doubtful with an ankle injury. Aaron Gordon playing about 30 minutes per game this season. That is impactful. If he was to somehow turn to questionable and play in this game, he's only 5,600, but I doubt that that actually comes into play. Nikola Vucevic going to continue to miss. He is now long. He's no longer in the walking boot was the last update we got about this ankle injury, but still weeks away from playing. Michael Carter-Williams out with a hip injury, remains out, just continues to give sure minutes or at least stable minutes in the 25, 26, maybe even up to 28 minutes range, potentially for a guy like Markel Fultz and DJ Augustine getting more playing time um, as well, just due to these extra six to eight minutes with no Michael Carter-Williams out there. Moving on, moving over to New Orleans, you have Lonzo Ball out today with an illness. You have Derek Favors out today with a personal reason. So Favors being out, you had Jackson Hayes start the last game. If you're looking at the box scores, Jackson Hayes started the last game, played 21 minutes, and Okafor off the bench played about 15. Then you had some other players, Nicola Melier, so pick up the remaining center minutes. But Jackson Hayes picked up three fouls to start the second half in the third quarter. He already had one in the first half, so he had four fouls midway through the third quarter. He probably lost somewhere around uh, four rotational minutes there. He's probably going to play a minimum of around 25, 26 minutes. So uh, he's going to start. He's going to play those minutes as long as he stays out of foul trouble. Came back in in the fourth um, after sitting out for about an eight straight minute play, eight straight minutes of play. Came back in in the fourth and got another foul, but he stays in there because it was his fifth foul and the game's almost over. But yeah, he's a guy who, he's only 4,200. There's still no Derek Favorites. He's too cheap on this sort of a slate. Lonzo Ball being out continues to help Brandon Ingram, continues to help Drew Holiday's point guard usage. Uh, we'll see what they do with the starting lineup. Maybe you get a um, a Kendrick Williams back in the starting lineup. That would help him. So these are all impacted players. Push Drew Holiday to the point, uh, push everybody up a spot. Brandon Ingram's at the three instead of the four. Kendrick Williams goes into the four. So that's actually impactful. The fact that Ball's out will actually impact Kendrick Williams' minutes. For Milwaukee, uh, just backup rotational guard and small forward minutes, really. Kyle Korver, primarily guard. Kyle Korver is going to remain out with an elbow injury. Sterling Shepard out with a shoulder injury. It helps your Dante DiVincenzo's, who will remain in the starting lineup. It helps your George Hills pick up more run into the 20s, low to mid-20s. Same thing for Pat Connington, low to mid-20s, if not more, for one of those guys between Connington and Hill today. Miami, Jimmy Butler, very important news here against a Golden State team that is still remaining one of the worst defenses in the league. Uh, Jimmy Butler, questionable with an illness. If he is out, I mean, you have Justice Winslow back now. It looks like a great play. All the rest of those guards continue to have minutes somewhere 30-plus between Kendrick Nunn, Gorman Drogic, and the rookie Tyler Hero. I prefer Justice Winslow all, over all of them. Um, all those guys are right around the 6K range. Hero and Drogic are around the low to mid 5K range. I think I would prefer Justice Winslow and then Gorman Drogic there. All those players I would imagine to play Winslow's case 35-plus minutes and all the other ones about 30 plus 
28 to 30 plus, but probably closer to 30 plus. Derek Jones remains out with a hip. Uh, you go over to Memphis, just Kyle Anderson, questionable with the heel injury. Uh, for the Lakers, uh, Anthony Davis, only 10,000. I say only because I think that's a cheap price point for the top end players in the slate, averaging 35 minutes a game at a 30.4% usage rate. Probable Anthony Davis with a shoulder injury. Clippers, just Roddy McGruner, who now that they're all healthy, does not really matter too much for this rotation, out with a hamstring. Uh, for the Pacers, now that they're all healthy, all their bigs are healthy. Jukar Sampson is going to be doubtful with the back, does not matter much. Kavon Looney remains out today against Miami, hamstring injury. For Chicago, that was the only injury for Golden State. Well, only injury for Golden State was Looney, um, outside of the fact that D'Angelo Russell is remaining out on the endless list of guys who will remain out for a longer period of time, like Steph Curry, etc., etc. Chandler Hutchinson for Chicago is going to be out today with a shoulder. You probably see he's only 3,200. You probably see more Shaq Harrison. You probably see just maybe a bump for Thad Young. His minutes really haven't changed all that much with Hutchinson out. Probably the biggest bump comes in place here for Shaq Harrison outside of the um, potential. And actually, I did not check to see if Otto Porter is off the injury report yet, but we shall check that right um, soon. Uh, Cam Reddish is going to be questionable with a wrist injury today for Atlanta. Cam Reddish is one of the worst players you can play for DFS. He will maybe get you 26 to 28 minutes, and he will probably score you 16 fantasy points on a good day. Uh, so far this season, not doing too much in, in the departments of uh, usage, 18.8%, uh, standing next to Trey Young for most of the time, not going to do too well for you. So let's go over to the Target Offense Sheet. Appreciate if you hit the subscribe button right now. It really does help out this channel, reach more people, as well as the podcast subscribing and hitting a five-star rating and review is the biggest thing that actually helps the audio version uh, and the audio listeners to support all of the content that I do as an independent content creator. I really do appreciate it. Right now, we're still waiting on two games over-unders, Miami and Golden State. There's some injuries there that we're trying to work through, mainly Jimmy Butler, and then New York and Philadelphia. Injuries there that I'm sure they're still trying to update and work through. The main ones there, Al Horford, Josh Richardson, to uh, just state a few. This is the target offense sheet. You're listening on the YouTube version. You take a screenshot. It's also stripped down and put into the projections that will release later today, um, probably uh, closer to like three or four o'clock based on uh, the time that we leave or the time that um, I really leave just to get them up today. We'll be doing those in the car on a road trip back. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a target offense sheet. Won't break it down too much due to the huge slate. We'll just go over some of the early interest, but spots to point out the highest total on the slate is actually the last game on the slate, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. The Lakers uh, facing Washington here. Lakers 11 point favorites, 122.75 team implied total. As of right now, it is the highest total on the slate by four and a half points, um, or actually three 0.25 points over Milwaukee, four and a half points over the third highest, which is the Pacers. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers, I think that the guy who stands out to me the most, you have three players in the 11K range, well, 11K plus, LeBron, Luka pushing 12K now, 11.8, then you have Giannis right at 12. So if we get extreme value, right, a $3,000 point guard that opens up, a $3,000 center, like we said earlier, maybe Ed Davis plays, then you get no Gobert, something like this, right? And you have extreme value. Well, then, yeah, unlocking Luka, unlocking maybe Braun, which then um, a good matchup against Washington, unlocking Giannis. These things become more viable. But right now, how the slate stands, there's some okay, mediocre value in the 4K range that we'll talk about in a second. I think the mid-K or the mid-K, I think the 6K range is very attractive, especially for some centers and power forwards right now over on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. So it's a spot where early in the morning on these 12-game slates or this type of slate, no extreme value. I'm sure something will open up based on the amount of injury news that we have, but it doesn't seem like a spot where you have to jam in Luka. You have to jam in Giannis. They're in, they're in fine spots. I mean, don't get me wrong. Giannis against Cleveland, uh, maybe not the greatest advantage of plus rebounding, but there's nobody there who's going to stop him. Kevin Love is not going to stop him. Tristan Thompson is not going to stop him. Um, 
Chetty Osman at times potentially that's not even going to be a a defensive matchup as opposed to just a absolute monster running through um, a child at, at, to an extent so uh, these spots are good but really I don't see the value right now so I think just early in the morning really early in the morning right 527 right now east coast time it seems like a very balanced build slate at least to start today I feel like most days start like that and we don't have the extreme value pieces opening up just yet but from that Lakers and Washington game I think that the payup spot of the day for me, if no more value opens up, $10,000 Anthony Davis if you want to get up there, if you're not building more of an 8K to 6K to 5K balance build, which is probably where I'll remain for the most part, because nothing in the 9K range stands out all that much. You have Bradley Beal. You still have your Trey Young. They have those 60, 65-point ceilings on them, of course. A little bit of a tougher matchup for Bradley Beal here. Trey Young, again, you can get to these types of players. Andre Drummond's now priced up to 9,200 in the exact same matchup that he just had against Charlotte, where he goes for over 50 points. So, I mean, he's still a fair price point. He still seems attractive in that range. But when you talk about priorities right now, Anthony Davis at 10,000 stands out in the highest total game in the slate. 11-point favorites, maybe a little bit of a concern there. Big pace-up spot. The Lakers here facing Washington, one of the faster-paced teams in the league. Top five in pace in the league right now, averaging 107 possessions per game. Lakers averaging a little bit less than 103 possessions per game. So you get about a bump up of a little over three possessions in this game for the Lakers. That's very nice. Going to go up against a mixture of a Thomas Bryant, Rui Hetcher-Maria, the rookie uh, front court with a Morris Wagner out there, Mo Wagner out there at times. Um, So it's a nice spot there for Anthony Davis. And on the opposite side for Washington, I mean, Thomas Bryant does stand out. $6,200. $6,200. It's not a fantastic matchup for him. If you told me he got 30 minutes, I thought I would tell you he's a great play at there, even judging in the matchup here. Slight pace down spot again. It's, they're going to lose a little over possession here, but they even have a nice to- um, team total, even though they're 11-point underdogs. 111.75 is not a gross total. It's one of the higher ones, top half on the slate right now. So Thomas Bryant stands out the most here, uh, but he's not a priority. He's 6,200. I really like the high 5K in around the entire 6K range for about bigs, power forwards, and centers, like I discussed. So he's not a priority in that range. But look, if you told me he stayed out of foul trouble, he played 30 minutes tonight, 32 minutes today. I'd tell you that he's a great play at that price point. He unlocks the average of a 30-point game, a point-per-minute-plus producer, with the ceiling of the 50-point game there, if not more. So the priorities for me from this game would be um, from the Lakers, Davis, Thomas Bryant stands out. And Isaiah Thomas right now is value. Like, he's 4,200. He's going to play 24 minutes as a minimum, probably closer to 26, 28 you can project him for. And he's just going to be 41 or $4,200 today. He's on the next page, so we'll see. He's very cheap. It's as simple as that. There's there's built-in value on the slate. He's one of them. He's underpriced. Matchup against the Lakers. They have been very good on defense this season. Um, he's going to play alongside Bradley Beal. So, really, if anything, that hurts Bradley Beal's assist rate. Helps Isaiah Thomas a little bit more playing next to Beal. Alarm going off. We don't need that. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's a spot that doesn't stand out as crazy value. But on the slate where right now there's nothing, and I imagine there will be a ton due to injuries, uh, it is something at least. So Davis, Isaiah Thomas, and Bryant from that game, probably in that order for me. Going over to um, Golden State. Actually, let's do the Pacers in Atlanta. I think this game is interesting. It's a tough spot for Trey Young, uh, a decently tough spot. It's a pace down spot. They're going to lose about two possessions here, while the Pacers are going to gain about two possessions. I think there's some nice prices. You don't have a $6,000 Malcolm Brown anymore. He's already priced all the way back up to 7900 I don't think that's the worst spot in the world, though. $7,900 Malcolm Brogdon can surely pay that off. He has not been getting there, quote-unquote, all that metros of late. Some of it's due to blowouts. Um, but at 7900 I don't think he's out of play in tournaments. There might be better value. I think he's in t- his own teammate, same price point. Uh, Demondis Sabonis, I like that more, but I still like Brogdon. There's a lot to like uh, on the Pacers, just so many mouths here. You have a $6,200 Miles Turner. You have a $6,300 who continues to be very good this year, Jeremy Lamb. Um, first year in the Pacers coming out of Charlotte. So I think that the way I prioritize this team is Sabonis 1, Lamb 2, 
Uh, three, I like Brogdon. And four, uh, I like Michael Turner, but that's nothing to slight Turner at all. I mean, he'll go up against a backcourt today of uh, Damian Jones and Alex Len for the most part in Sobo Sabonis. So it's it's a really nice spot here for a pace-up spot. And again, they have the third highest total on the slate at 118.25. If you look across the board um, right now, Atlanta, in terms of fantasy points per game, right there, virtual tie for the most on this slate, pretty much the most in the league with New Orleans against point guards. So there's your Malcolm Brogdon shares against Jeremy Lamb. They're giving up the most fantasy points, second most fantasy points in the league, only behind Charlotte to shooting guards. Nice spot overall. So uh, Lamb, all these guys, however much I get them in my lineups, I'll be fine with it. On the opposite side for Atlanta, yeah, Jabari Parker is still too cheap at 6,200. Again, you can get the Trey Young if you want to unlock that huge game. If you were to play like a, a Sabonis and Jeremy Lamb from this game, and you wanted them to maybe both hit a Sabonis 50-point ceiling, a Lamb close to a 40-point Type of ceiling is probably where he resides if he can hit like four or five threes in the game. Well, then maybe you try to consider um, getting some sort of uh, a correlation there, running it back with a Jabari or a Trey Par- or a Trey Trey Parker, Jabari Parker or Trey Young. I don't think it's definitely necessary though. So. Jabari stands out the most from Atlanta. Um, a tougher matchup in terms of just getting more rebounds for him, but the minutes have been coming up. 34 minutes and 37 minutes. If you told me he's going to play 35 minutes at 6,200 in a spot where a slight pace down spot, but 107.75 team total, 10.5 point underdogs, those are all not great spots, um, but 6,200 is just too cheap if the guy's going to continue to play these minutes. Again, last two games on average playing about 35 and a half minutes. That's just a small two-game sample as opposed to the 30 to 32 he had been playing, especially since Vince Carter returned, but if this is what we're getting and the rotation seems stable... I would take 35 minutes at 6,200 in this type of game environment. Some other high totals on the slate that stand out. You have OKC at a 116.5 total against New Orleans. New Orleans is not going to have Lonzo or Derek Favors today. New Orleans is going to be a bad defense across the board. Fantastic spots for Steven Adams if you keep wanting to throw your money and burn your money at Steven Adams this year in his 26 to probably 27 minutes of play and his subpar production in like the tw- mid to low 20s in points. But here, it probably doesn't get any better for him. OKC is going to gain four possessions in this game. Huge. One of the highest pace of spots in the slate as four-point favorites. Adams looks nice. If you just look across the board at OKC, they're kind of priced up for the spot, though. You have SGA, Gilchrist Alexander at 6,800, and the guy who's been very reliant on his scoring. That doesn't seem great. Chris Paul's in the 7K range now, so yes, the matchup is great, and Chris Paul has the 40-point upside today. He's probably the guy who stands out the most for me in this spot. For um, OKC, Gallinari, Gallo does not stand out all that much. It's really Adams and, and to an extent. In tournaments, SGA, if he's on own, you can get there. I mean, he's scoring dependent, similar to Zach Levine's of the world, right? Uh, if he's going to drop 30 real-life points, he will score you 45 to 50 fantasy points, but he probably won't do much else in other departments. So OKC, although a great matchup, I think they're already priced for it. Adams, you could take stabs on SGA and Paul. I probably prioritize it as Paul, Adams, and SGA as of right now. Um, yeah. Looking at some other spots briefly, 117 total for Dallas today against Phoenix. You have a priced up now Porzingis, who is questionable, probable now today. You have all the way at 11,800 in a really good matchup. Um, You get a uh, Luka Dantich right now. I don't think I'm going to get there unless a ton of value, which I'm hoping probably opens up today. Porzingis, though, is probably the best spot on the slate against Phoenix. Aaron Baines should be back today. Doesn't matter. Um, he probably won't match up against Baines directly all that much, but on the slate, most points given up to the power forward position by over three fantasy points per game to the next closest, which is just insane um, compared to these other spots where it's like a half a point is the next closest. Is Phoenix the power forward? So uh, even at this price point, that is a little bit raised now into the mid six or mid seven k range, no longer in the high six k range, but it should be here. I think Porzingis stands out as a guy that I really like. If you're building balance lineups, he has that fifty point upside in this matchup without a doubt. And I think he grades out really well early on for me. So those are some of the spots. There's a ton more spots. Some of these early games in the slate don't look that great. A two hundred six point five lowest uh, implied game total on the slate for Orlando versus Toronto. 
Orlando's just a mess. I don't want anything from here. Uh, you still have no Aaron Gordon, who's doubtful. His price point, if he would have played, is nice. We have a price of Jonathan Isaac in a tough matchup. We have a price of Evan Fournier in a tough matchup, and everything else is just gross. Obama's price way too high up now in the five-game range in a really tough matchup, even if there's still no Obaka for Toronto. Toronto side, for everyone leads priced up. I think Pascal is still too cheap. Pascal is going to be going up against uh, Ken Birch, Mobamba, Jonathan Isaac today. It's not your uh, Aaron Gordon out there, and it's definitely not your Nikola Vucevic out there. So uh, yeah, I think that Pascal stands out the most. OG Ananobi stands out as a value as of right now on this slate, but it's a gross game. Toronto's three-point favorites, and they are they are the three-point favorite with a 104.75 team implied total. They currently have the second lowest team implied total on the entire slate. The only team, or third lowest, the only teams that are lower are Charlotte at 102.5 and the team they're facing Orlando with a very gross 101.75 so not great let's move on to some of these early interests you can take a look at the rest of the target off and sheet skim through some of the positions data the defense versus position numbers given up in terms of fantasy pace Vegas totals etc so in order of pricing right now again it's early there's going to be way more players and I actually like than this right I list on here 19 players there's 12 games in the slate if you were playing a 150 lineups in just say you are somebody who does that not many probably are out there are but you should have probably somewhere close to 2.5x the amount of players in a player pools, 50 players or so, if not more, depending on how much value is out there. If there's not a ton of obvious value, well, then you just make your value maybe um, like 10 value guys and you have a little bit of each of them. If there's obvious value, well, then just make like one or two of those obvious values, take a stand on them. Maybe there's a guy you can just 100% and it makes your player pool a little bit smaller. So for right now, 19 players to give some people an example, ranging from $10,000 Anthony Davis to $3,600 George Hill. AD, already talked about him, 30 plus percent usage rate, 35 minutes per game in a matchup against Washington. If you're paying up today and the no more value opens up later in the day, AD is a priority. Either way, he seems like a priority here. Really good rebounding spot against Washington. Coming off of the revenge game that everybody thought was um, just a smash spot for him. I mean, one, it was just a fantastic matchup, but two, yes, New Orleans is bad all across the board. Um, AD, even if he probably wasn't traded from that team, had the potential of dropping 40 and 10 or whatever he did, 41 and 9. <clears throat> Pascal Siakam, 8,500, just talked about him. This is not on paper. The matchup looks terrible. The pace is gross, uh, below a 100 pace. We already talked about the game environment for points is gross, but on paper, it's not. It's going to seem worse, but you look at the injuries as of late, and no Vucevic is huge for Pascal Siakam, even no Aaron Gordon. That makes that um, front court much smaller, so... Siakam at 8,500, he's another player in that 8K range that I, I probably don't prioritize, but I think it's nice to build around. Um, Brandon Ingram, 8,300, no Lonzo, no favors. Ingram probably gets pushed up to the 3 today, which hurts rebounding upside and rebounding percentage a little bit more, but he's priced probably where he should be. He's consistently dropping a 40-point game. Um, right now, he's averaging about 33 minutes per game, a little bit more here and there. He'll spike to the 35-minute range. Bam Adebayo is a guy that I would try and prioritize if you're building balanced. $8,000, and it gets even better if there's no Jimmy Butler, who, again, is questionable today with an illness. He gets uh, Golden State. There's nobody here on Golden State that can stop this guy. Bam's having a breakout year, as we all expected, I think, for the most part, with Noah Hassan Whiteside taking over as really, even though Jimmy Butler is there, the, the kind of staple of this offense and defense. Playing about 32 minutes per game, 20% usage rate, has a decent and, and nice uh, upper 5% percentile for assist rate uh, for a center, approaching around 11% it was as of, I believe, on Tuesday. So bonus at 7,900, Drew Holiday at 7,800, two 7K players I like. Really nice uh, overall spots there for both those guys, especially if you get Drew starting at the point today. Against OKC, it becomes a nice spot. Sabonis against Atlanta. You also have Brogdon I talked about at 7,900. I prefer Sabonis to Brogdon on his own team, but I think both are in very nice spots here. Sabonis playing about 34 minutes a game, 24.5% usage rate. Everything is up for this guy. Uh, rebounding rates going up against just a, a really solid match against Alex Glenn today and Damian Jones. 
6K range. A lot of guys in the 6K range because I like the 6K range. Uh, Devontae Graham in the same exact matchup he just had last time out against Detroit. Going to continue to be a guy who <clears throat> picks up a ton of assists, picks up a ton of scoring, will shoot his shot, will shoot 10 threes a game. And lately, he's just been knocking down five of them. Um, so, no, he's coming off of a hot game. 6,900 is just a fair price point. 13,400 on Fantasy Drive. Tobias Harris at 6,400 should get a lot more power forward run today with no Al Horford. That's a really nice spot against the Knicks. Knicks, again, they're a team that's not allowing a lot of points in the paint not allowing a lot of second chance opportunities on rebounding. Uh, so that kind of drops down maybe some of the upside of Harris, but if you told me he's going to play 20 plus minutes today out of his uh, 34 per game, 35 per game at the four, if not more at the four, I'd probably start at the four and play far majority of his minutes. Maybe he even gets to 28 plus minutes at the four today. Uh, I don't really care what the matchup is. That's really nice. New York signs all the power forwards and free agency. So they should be good at limiting points in the paint. The other big thing is that Tobias Harris, small forward, power forward, if you start to power forward, which, which I assume today, you're pretty much getting another power forward into your lineup, which is always better because power forwards will historically score more than small forwards because they're closer to the rim and more rebounding upside, more double-double upside, block upside, easier shot attempts instead of shooting from 13 feet away, you're shooting from 6 feet away, right? Things like that. Julius Randle, 6,400, same price point, uh, same matchup, probably going directly up against Tobias Harris today. A tougher matchup, but it's not as tough as going up against Al Horford. Harris and uh, Embiid is a scary matchup for sure, but there's no Al Horford and Embiid. So 6,400, we already saw um, Julius Randle have success in this matchup earlier this year. I think he dropped close to 40 fantasy points, 36 to be exact. Minutes are stable. He'll play 32, closer to 35 most nights. Jeremy Lamb at 63 is attractive. We already talked about it. He's shooting guard small forwards, so really nice spot that you can get a guy who is very active in some other peripheral spots and will take a ton of shots and has been very hot so far this season. Certier, nice that you could put him in the uh, different types of spots there to fill out your lineups. A versatile player you can get into your lineup. Jabari Parker at 62 and Thomas Bryant at 62. Same price points. I prefer, I think, Jabari Parker here. Now, he's not a center like Thomas Bryant is, which gives you more upside. I believe it is a similar, similarly difficult matchup. They're both playing similar minutes if they don't get in foul trouble. Thomas Bryant will play about 30 minutes to 32 if he doesn't get in foul trouble. Tristan Thompson, on average, is going to play 32. Uh, but Thompson's 32 are not going to be as variant. You're probably going to get Thomas or Tristan Thompson 32 minutes straight tonight uh, for 6,100. Uh, Jabari Parker will probably get, like we said, he's been playing 34, 37 as of late. So if you're going to give me these guys who potentially, in Parker's case, are going to play 8 to 10 more minutes than Bryant, I'll take that, especially in cash. and tournaments, maybe roll the dice with Bryant. These price points are all really nice. This is the range that I really like here. From Tobias Harris at 64, Randall at 64, Jeremy Lamb at 63, and then you have Parker at 62, Brian at 62, and Tristan Thompson at 61. I think Tristan Thompson's in a really nice spot. Milwaukee's kind of leaking points to the center position. Brooke Lopez is a mammoth monster person. Um, but again, this is a spot where Tristan Thompson should be able to pick up some boards. Uh, 31 and a half minutes per game, so close to a 20% uh, usage rate. 6,100 is just a fair price point for this guy. Maybe it's more of a cash play in terms of trying to find Thompson's 40, 50 point ceiling. It probably doesn't come out all that often. Justice Winslow, I have in yellow. At 5,700, he probably becomes one of the better values in the slate if indeed Jimmy Butler is ruled out later today with this illness. He would play, he's averaging 36 minutes per game. He would probably play right around there. His usage rate of 21.9 would probably come up to like 25% for this game. And he gets up to go up against Golden State, which point guard's small forward eligible. This is just a, a fantastic spot. If he actually starts today at point guard and you have no Jimmy Butler, you're going to get to put a point guard at 5,700 who's going to play 35 plus minutes against the worst defense in the league. And you could roster him as a small forward today. Does not get much better for that in terms of overall lineup construction. OG Ananobi. So now we're in the 4K and below range for value, built-in value, quote-unquote value as of right now. OG Ananobi at 4,900. You're probably going to get big minutes, 32 to 35 plus. 
out of this guy uh, against um, small forwards, power forward eligible. You should roster him in your small forward spot if you do play him on DraftKings. 9,600 on Fantasy Draft. He's playing, playing Orlando today. Not the same type of Orlando defense that we're used to, but uh, due to injuries and some other things, but still a okay spot for him. Jackson Hayes at 4,200. Again, he played 21 minutes last time out, got in foul trouble in the third quarter. I would imagine that Jackson Hayes is going to start today with no Derek Favors. I imagine that he plays somewhere around as long as he's healthy, 25 plus minutes. And I like that today, especially at center position for value. Isaiah Thomas talked about earlier, same price point, 4,200. We'll be starting at the point guard position. We'll have close to a 25% usage rate when he's out there. We'll probably play 26 minutes. You can reject him for maybe even 28. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith and George Hill. This is just a gross value that you're trying to search and dig for in this type of a slate before injuries come out. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith on a team that has a 117. Implied total, he's going to play 30 plus minutes today. He has been good, small forward eligible. That's where you should roster him. 8,500 on fantasy draft, 4,100 on DraftKings. It's gross. I don't want to get there. Um, I'd rather get to Jackson Hayes and Isaiah Thomas for $100 more, uh, but he's another option. And George Hill slash Pat Connington. Uh, they're both in play today. Pat Connington, 4,200. I'd rather have Isaiah Thomas or Jackson Hayes, but Hill at 36, I think is a nice value. 7,000 on fantasy draft. You have no Sterling Brown. You have no Kyle Korver today. It just gives Hill more of a bump, probably, especially the Brown news, because he's been playing somewhere in the mid to high teens, even touches 20 as of sometimes as of late. It gives you a spot where there's a value here in George Hill that he's been shooting hot. He's been averaging over a point per minute over the last two weeks of the season which is very hot for him. Uh, but he's a good player overall. He's around a point-per-minute producer. He's on a team that has the second-highest team implied total, 119.5. Nice pace spot of 106.2 for a guard. Rostrum is a shooting guard. And I think here you probably see he's averaging 22.4 minutes per game. I think you see that. I think you get a stable 22 minutes out of him with the upside of 24 to 26, depending on foul trouble, depending on if he's playing well. So I think that's a nice option as well. I will leave you off with the injury dashboard here if you're watching on the YouTube channel. I really do appreciate it if you hit that five-star rate and view on the audio version. This is the end of this 12-game slate video. If you do hit the subscribe button, I would appreciate that as well. Approaching 17,000 subscribers now. So thank you all so much to close out the month of November. This is awesome. 12-game slates up, 12 games up, 12 games down. We covered it all. Hopefully, you have a great um, rest of your week start to your weekend as well. Hopefully, you have a really good Friday. Projections will be out later today, updated up until lock tonight at 7 p.m. East Coast time. Check out Fantasy Draft linked up down below. My exclusive content also linked up down below. Be sure to follow me over on Instagram, Salvetri, and Twitter at DFS. Instagram, I drop some um, just exclusive content stories and, and posts about when things are going to be free and how you can get them uh, only to Instagram people and then also in following. Then also Twitter, I drop some informational as well, content updates as well as informational um, pieces of information for DFS reasons, stats, things like that that I think will be helpful to know. So thank you so much. My name is Salvetri. You all rock so, so much. Hit the subscribe button before you leave. Five-star rate interview. Subscribe to the audio version. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe. Helps me out. Helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.